Hey everyone, welcome back to the Full Feature Podcast. I'm here with Tiernan and Ian, as always. And this week, we're talking about The Boys, episode one and two. I'm thinking of ending it, a brand new Netflix movie that dropped a couple of days ago. And of course, Tenet. Uh, We're going to give the majority of the time on this podcast to Tenet because I think it deserves at least 45 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um... Any movie news for us, guys, before we start, actually? Um, well, we oh. were just briefly discussing this, just to start with, before... Bit of controversy. Bit of controversy. Um, <clears throat> so, the Academy, um, to battle their ever-growing problem of underrepresentation in, in cinema, which is, yeah. isn't is even just an Academy thing, I think it's a Hollywood problem as well. It's just an America thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a world thing. It's right? a Western <laughs> cinema problem. Fine, yeah. we've, we've discussed this at length. But we were just saying now that they've brought in these new qualifying factors that films need to have in order to be nominated for Best Picture, which is always the source of the biggest controversy in the Oscars every year. And we were just saying this is the probably the whitest solution to this <laughs> to problem. Of ever, this yeah. like rich white American solution to the problem. So, they may as well be painting the black problem white. Like, <laughs> yeah, <literally, laughs> like they'll just paint over it. So. Standard A, as I explained to you guys, to achieve Standard A, the film must meet one of the following criteria. The lead or significant supporting actors, right? At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an under, underrepresented racial or ethnic group. This is literally something straight out of South Park. Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. Asian, Hispanic or Lat- Latino or Latina. Black, African American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, North African, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander. And then just, I love that little one at the end. Any other underrepresented race or ethnicity. Yeah. That's so contextual. Like, it's so, yeah. like, that's just leaves it so open. Like, what like, the hell? Like, where do you, want, where do you uh, go looking for the like, most underrepresented? Uh, I want my lead character to be from Malmo in Sweden. The Grand Tucked. And the Rock is taking all the Oscars. There you go, Connemara. There you go. They're an The Rock is taking all the Oscars because, obviously, <laughs> he's, he's a Pacific Islander. He's a Pacific Islander. Um, he's in every fucking he's movie he's in every movie yeah okay so then the next one is the general ensemble cast at least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups women racial or ethnic group LGBTQ plus people with cognitive or physical disabilities who are deaf or hard of hearing and then for the main story or subject matter the main storyline theme or narrative of the film is centred on an underrepresented group so that is women, racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ+, or people with cognitive physical disabilities who are deaf and hard of hearing. I mean, this is just... Sorry, that was a mouthful. Absolutely insane, though. It's just so What I love about ridiculous. that wording as well is that, like, women don't have to be leading roles, apparently. Exactly. They, they don't have to be part of the leading cast. It's I hilarious. Mean, like they, maybe they, it means... Yeah. Maybe they're saying that there's a lead actress and a supporting actress, but at the same time, I mean, it just... They did say supporting has to be women. Mm. But what what's the film going to be like? Like, are they going to do like a telling of Joseph Stalin, like a, a telling of his life, and there's going to be like he's going to have like a handicapped friend, a hundred percent, like like, a, like or even like you know let's like let's be real, like if you said like film, Trotsky's going to be black, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how do you go about that? It's, it's do you want to be? And I get like we've discussed this at length, like hundred percent fair enough. Like Hollywood neglects different you know neglects uh, racial groups and stuff and we discussed this so much about a movie like Parasite where you know that's an all Asian cast it's an all Korean cast and it's you know Korean director writer 
and it blew the, the movies out of the water. The problem here isn't the criteria for your film yeah. getting nominated. The problem here is, is, yeah, it's your scope. It's who is nominating these and it's films. Who, who's yeah. getting funded and who's making these films. Yeah, exactly. Instead of remaking Internal Affairs, why don't you fucking bring it to the Oscars? 100%. Like, it's just it, so annoying. Like, no one, like, this is, like, it's, it, you're no longer making art to be like, I want to win an Oscar, or not even, maybe not, that's not even the fucking director or writer's intention or whatever. 100%, that's a good point. You just want to make fucking movies. And now the Oscars just becoming, oh, well, you know, you have to have, imagine being like a strong, you know, feminist or whatever, and hearing like, oh yeah, you like, women are are underrepresented, but you can't have an actress in the leading actress in order to win Best Picture. And, And this is the thing, this is what's confused me as well, is because, this whole idea of the theme or the story has to be about an underrepresented group. Does that mean every film is going to have a racial story? Not saying that like you can't like there's plenty of movies coming out with a racial story, but that surely just boxes you in. But over the last ten years, I mean, that's the way it's gone. I mean, they are just kind of feeding into it. They Probably, were, yeah. It's been year on year off with the Oscars over but, the last. 10 okay, years. well, yeah, I I agree with that, but still there'd be eight movies nominated and while half of them might be like racially like you know have a story about a racial tension or an underrepresented group then there's that other random one like like you know Inception or you know which is just tells a, a really incredible story like yeah. a really cool story I do, I do feel though like if I'm, if I'm looking back on the last couple of years like this year incredible year for film and Parasite really yeah, blew yeah. everything out of the water despite its the diversity of its cast it, it it didn't rely on that. It no, that, that wasn't a part of it. It wasn't despite that, if anything. No, it just so happened the film was yeah, Korean. Yeah, yeah. and um, the year before that, what was it, Green Book? Green Book, yeah. That was yeah. a terrible selection of films. The year before that was Shape of Water, Tree Billboards, all of these old Yeah, that was a good films. year, yeah, yeah. And the year before that was Moonlight. And it just, there, there's some this selection theme, of this like, re- yeah. reoccurring theme of we take a year on, year off of when people are pushing out these films that are such spoon-fed kind of accept this racial issue and accept that it's a problem and give us an award and it doesn't mean that it's it doesn't mean that necessarily like i don't think that filmmakers should like stop doing it no, but but it's it but it's it goes back to this fatigue it's like oh another one of these stories another one of these it is, stories and, it's been you know since crash. and we and exactly <laughs> and we get it like you know it's a it's a huge issue it affects us every day but I think it goes back to a little bit what you say, T, but sometimes films are about fucking escapism and getting away yeah. from the horrors of like your everyday. And I, so it's I, like I said it once, I'll say it again, I stand by this. The best film that commented on black on black uh, violence and the horrors that happened to black people was Django. And the reason why I say that is because not only does it not shy away from the utter gruesome nature of that period of history, but it's also incredibly entertaining. Yeah, it's an entertaining And it's film, a yeah. masterpiece of two film itself. And that's kind of what you need because you're, it's like Black Panther is more impressive to me than 12 years. I totally day, agree. I know? totally agree. Like mm. even watching, I was watching lots of tributes to Chadwick Boseman this week and um, obviously very sad that he passed away. I mean, it was shown the impact his, you know, Black Panther had on people. And like, you know, when I remember when I saw it at the time, I was like, oh, it's a good movie. But like, I wasn't like, holy shit, this is my way. But, there was loads of black people who said it was really cool to just watch a film and just see so many people that look like me on screen. Do you know well, what I mean? That like was that was thing. that was I I honestly didn't really <laughs> like Black Panther the first time I mm. saw it, but when I kind of sat on it and thought about it, I was actually like that is like the one film I've seen with a full black full cast. Full black that just cast, yeah. Doesn't acknowledge 
that yeah. it's a full black cast yeah. and yeah. it just ha- it, it's just there like it's yeah. just and the it's, same as watching a regular white superhero with a full white cast yeah and it's bad when, when, when these corporate fucking companies like Disney are handling race and representation in film yeah they're that good people better than I, yeah like they really have <laughs> they really have but really excellent excellent actors like and it's like they're this corporate machine that yeah. we shouldn't support it's, but they get yeah. it right like, like, I'm pretty sure Walt was a was a Nazi. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was he was not chill. He was not chill anyway. Like. Um, <laughs> He's frozen somewhere as well. But so. um, I think we've we've kind of set our piece on that. One thing I do want to really quickly talk about is um, the Dune trailer. Yeah. yeah. What did uh, you think of the Dune? I trailer? thought the color was weird. Was I thought weird. it needs to be a little bit more orange. I, I love Christopher Nolan. All he's definitely had this effect on movies where fucking people just take the fucking saturation out of them don't it they it did look that Jesus kind of Christ. Way, it yeah. was like remember when everyone Wait, was did giving... you think it, you wanted it to be more orange or less orange more orange yeah yeah it's no, quite dull it's like, it quite dull, a bit dull especially because the set maybe that's just the trailer and um, you know whatever like I mean it's coming out soon it's coming out in December you know Hans so, Zimmer yeah. passed on Tenet to do yeah yeah, yeah. they actually got the fella from Black Panther to do um, the music from Tenet but we'll talk more about that we'll get later. into that later yeah um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of looks like one of those really long, boring space movies. But I like, I'm going to go in there with uh, an open mind. I just want it to be more orange. Yeah. You know, know what I thought of when I was watching it is every single actor in it, and it is a star-studded cast, every single actor in it is such an aesthetic character <laughs> rather than <laughs> like, Chalmay, an like. actual good actor. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, like we're yet to see if Timothy Chalamet is actually a good actor. I'd agree with that. I I I think he's very overrated personally. Just from watching Call Me by My Name, Call Me by Your Name, which was like his breakthrough role. Zendaya, I'm a massive supporter of her. I don't know if she's a good actress yet. You have you, you did you watch Euphoria? We had this no, but I've talked to people about Euphoria, and they say it's very like teen dramey and like it, it it's, is, but it's so good. But yeah, I, 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 I need I need to watch. It. I need to watch it. Javier Bardem. Barely fucking can speak. <laughs> like, like, I lo- he looks incredible. I'm happy he's in a film. Jason Momoa can't act. J- Jason Momoa. He can't act. He's literally just muscles. Like he's he's just he just looks cool. He looks cool. We this decide- could be a style over substance movie. It is. Could be with Dave Bautista. That is the danger. That is the biggest. Dave Bautista was okay in fuck. Well, he had to play a robot in twenty forty seven. So yeah. I suppose like, and he's good in Guardians of the Galaxy. But what like, do you think I of Oscar to- Isaac? Is that, I don't. I, I love him. Well, you you like him because of Inside Loon. I haven't seen it. Well, Star Wars ruined him for me. It, it did. It ruined everyone. Like, would for you us. say that he's a great actor? Well, I thought he really excelled in Ex Machina. I thought he was really fucking good in that. He is. Yeah, he is quite good in that. But, yeah. but I mean, as you said, that was a film though that I, I really didn't appreciate at the time. He's he's an interesting one as well because remember we talked about Jason Momoa and how he's not a, a good actor. Terrible. But but someone just decided in Hollywood along the way he's he's a superstar now and they never yeah. gave him the time. Never to. look back. Maybe that's the same for Oscar Isaac because he kind of had done these weird kind of indie movies then he was in Star Wars yeah. Yeah. it was just like whoa it was like we're just throwing him into this multi-billion dollar franchise mm. it's the same thing happened with Jason yeah. Momoa it's kind of the same thing as fucking Jai Courtney who we were giving out about oh fuck Jai Courtney <laughs> <laughs> I hate fucking Maggie Gyllenhaal and Jai Courtney <laughs> here's the last one though I that's think... such a weird one the Maggie <laughs> Gyllenhaal agent is such a weird one yeah that's just so off face like but, but um, anyway Josh Brolin I like him. This is someone who I've always debated because I love Josh Brolin, true and true. He's, yeah. he's honestly such a nice guy. Oh, he, but he's Thanos now, so if he's Thanos, yeah, so If exactly. you don't follow him on Instagram, he's the best. He's like the most down to I was just about to say, his Instagram is incredible. incredible. He's a like, cool dude. But 
I have no idea whether or not he's a good actor. <laughs> good point. I mean, even in... I and mean, this is the thing, like, I mean, even in, like, No Country for Old Men, him and Harvey R. Bardem... They don't act. They don't really act in it. Do you know he's what I mean? like, cowboy. He is cowboy. He is silent man. He is silent man. He's a, yeah, li- li- uh, to be fair, that scene that we actually put up on Instagram of Harvey R. Bardem and the coin scene, the first I mean, part, that is incredible, yeah. It's incredible. It but incredible. I, and, like, I actually love, I love Harvey R. Bardem and everything he is. Like, he made that film Mother. Like, yeah, and also, you see, to be fair, I think with him is he has actually has a pretty extensive um uh catalogue of films in, in Spanish and yeah. he obviously was late getting into Hollywood and mm. he could he, apparently in no country he couldn't really speak. He couldn't English. really speak. That was yeah. the reason they kept him so silent. Like and um he's in this film called um I think it's called Be- Beautiful, I think is what it's called. And apparently it's absolutely fucking incredible. And it came out like I think the same year as No Country for no Old country. Men and apparently it's fucking insanely fucking good. So I think he actually can act. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're right, we just haven't gotten that chance to like yeah. really see them in action. Apparently, you know, like the big worm at the end of it, the sand yeah, worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took a full year to design, which it didn't really shit. like Very go impressive. my way. No, like, I, well, like, I don't know. Look, look my phone's in bits. My phone is. My, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining you with your, like, your chin right Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my phone is horrible. Going mad. Uh, but I got real, like, 300 vibes off it like you had them like weird oracle people and like yeah I don't know like I, for what I got from the trailer I wasn't I, I was expecting that more well the thing about Dune is it's gonna this one has such a big following because well first of all when it first came out in the 80s there was it was a huge case of like you know this concept like movie that was gonna get taken on it's this massive have you ever seen the book it's fucking, fucking massive huge, isn't it? I don't know like, if you would approach it I, I just wouldn't even go there like, <laughs> it's supposed to be like um, the best thing ever it's supposed to be like yeah, Lord of the Rings spec. yeah except obviously this like space are they opera, making the like, one fucking, movie yeah. or what's it's this? just one film which is interesting to me like and I'm kind of glad because like I don't really like franchises because they tend to but, disappoint yeah. you like it wouldn't know unless they're, they're done well but Alejandro Hodorowski originally was meant to make Dune. He's this like Spanish or, or I think he's Spanish or he could be French, but I'm fairly sure he's, he, he, oh no, sorry, he's Italian, excuse me. Um, he made a lot of avant-garde movies in the 70s, like um, The Holy Mountain and stuff. Now his movies are totally batshit off the walls, but he wanted to make Dune. He had all this concept stuff done for it and he was going to get Pink Floyd to make the entire score, which would have been really cool. Um, That fell apart and they got in David Lynch. They said, who's the next best fucking weirdo in Hollywood? We'll get David Lynch to do it. He made it. It wasn't everyone's liking. People like David Lynch way too much. I love David Lynch. <laughs> I but fucking like, love him Like, have you so ever tried much? to watch, like, an episode of Twin Peaks? It's, it's just like, It's just like, what? Like, <laughs> also, apparently what happened with Twin Peaks was uh, he, like, started it and, like, was like working on it and he hadn't intended it for, to go on for like whatever it was two seasons yeah. and he was like okay I'm gonna walk away from this and apparently they f- started really fucking it up and he was literally watching at home and Go was like man. he literally was like okay I have to come back to this he still didn't he come films? back to that yeah, yeah he, he came, went, back, to he came back and he finished is it good he came back to it with Showtime and made a few extra episodes I didn't hear a whole lot about it except that the, the fans who watched it yeah. were happy with it so yeah. that's like that fucking show Firefly uh, yeah, it's yeah. got that Fire, same kind of Firefly following. Firefly is yeah. supposed to be the best thing it's ever. Meant to be and that so was Joss Whedon. That yeah, was Joss Whedon. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Do you yeah, want to, just before we move on to the boys, just quickly go through, I think it's the semi-final, maybe quarter-finalists of our polls. Quarter-finalists. We're, yeah, we're yeah. about that time of the week now, so we'll just do quick-fire rounds of like, what do you think? So, the winner of X-Men and Deadpool, Deadpool 2, are you happy with that? Uh, I fucking hate Deadpool 2. I wasn't crazy on it. I really liked it. There was bits in it I liked. X, this is the original X-Men, yeah? 
Yeah, the original. I, and I have a soft spot for the first X Men. Big time. I like the, the frog man. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought Deadpool too was <laughs> Halle Berry's line in that when she goes, uh, "Do you know what happens to a frog when it gets hit by lightning? The same thing that happens to, to everything, everything else." else. <laughs> <laughs> what a metal rod? Does it simply conduct it? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly exactly like. What's your fucking science here? Yeah. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Uh, African accent Halle Berry, which, <laughs> yeah. which you just dropped yeah, the next okay. one too. <laughs> not okay, Halle Berry. It's not okay as well because she's from the Caribbean. Like. Yeah. Why, which, are you, why are you putting on an African <laughs> accent? Like? Everyone was just like, you're fucking terrible. Let's just drop the Brexit. Uh, she's um, not a great um, storm. Disappointed. disappointed. You're, you're disappointed with that. I agree with that. I thought Deadpool 2 was unbelievable though. I like the, I, I, X-Men 1 was... Obviously the parachute. I just don't scene. like the kid in it. The straight, the, yeah, the, same. I love yeah. one for the wilder people. Yeah, yeah. I loved him in that. Yeah. I just didn't like I him. I loved him in this. I thought he was yeah, gas. Yeah. But, um, and he's like, he's like there. With I kind of like so. fucking hate Ryan Reynolds. I don't know what it is. I can kind of understand that. Ah, guys, fuck like, off. All right, we won't go into Ryan Reynolds. I do understand though. I don't. I just feel like Deadpool is great, but then like Deadpool 2, he kind of goes like... That one extra time, yeah, like, yeah, you're doing, doing he's doing the, yeah, but like Josh Brolin's in it, the Juggernauts, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, only, it's only better. Also, yeah, I did enjoy the Juggernauts yeah. as well. Uh, I we can fly past this one. Captain America and Logan, Logan won. Logan yeah. wins. Yeah. Captain America one is shit, and I stand by that. Winter Soldier won over Ant Man. Yeah, obviously. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, Ant Man sucks balls. Winter man. Soldier is an incredible film. And and by the way, X Men law, X Men laws, but X Men changed uh, Cinema, superhero, superhero films. films. One team, on, yeah, an yeah, ensemble movie. Yeah. This one, yeah, yeah, I was time. furious with. So Spider Man versus Far From Home. Uh, this is Toby versus Tom. Toby lost. What? But Toby has to win. Toby no! has to win all day. I couldn't believe it. It was winning care. when I, I voted. Care. I don't care. It's ridiculous. Watch, watch Spider Man one and two. They're but fucking it's, great. Even watch Spider Man three. That's I like Spider Man three. But it's not even Homecoming. It's Far From Home. Like what? Well, yeah, I mean, I, home, I, I, I did far like Far From Home. It's so good, but like, it's not Spider Man. No, the original Spider Man. Original Spider Man's great. I that fucking iconic it. scene where he's kissing Mary Jane upside on, down. Upside down. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible like. cinema. Like it's fucking class. And Will Defoe and Willem Defoe. Will like... Defoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know his actual name is Willem Defoe? But no one actually calls him that. Yeah. Civil War won over the original Deadpool. Good. Ooh, it's controversial, but I love Civil War. Civil War is great. I voted for Deadpool, even though I think that I they wasted Daniel Brühl in that. Uh, who was he again? In uh, Captain Zigo or whatever. Yeah. Oh <laughs> he yeah, was, he was so bad. Yeah, he was not great. Yeah, but um, oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of the lead fucking. You thinking of Frank Grillo? Frank, no, 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 no. I actually was thinking of Daniel Brühl. Yeah, I was thinking of. But are um, you thinking of uh, the fella who plays Schmuel? Uh, or Gollum, sorry. Shmuel? Who's Shmuel? Yeah. Shmuel. He's the, the, the kid in the boy in the striped pajamas. Oh my god, that is a crazy controversy. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 are, we are not anti Semitic on this one. I'm definitely fucking cutting it. Welcome to the Full Feature Podcast. I think that's hilarious, but, but if you want to go. No, cut no, it, no, we're keeping that one. I think that's hilarious. You know, like Bruno and Gollum. <laughs> yeah, that's where it was because he was. No, we're definitely keeping that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy lost to Endgame. They are powerhouses for me, but Gu- yeah, they're two. Guardians, Galaxy. And Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy oh, changed, can't Endgame, changed Marvel movies. But you I can't think. beat you can't beat Endgame. Yeah, to be fair, and if it was Guardians of the Galaxy two, I'd be so up for that yeah, because I'm not really yeah, a big yeah, fan. Yeah, but I thought Guardians of the Galaxy one like changed Marvel movies. I I agree. And I think I, they were I mean, always, they were, they were going so a certain dead, way, though. but then it was like when you threw those that one in. And I remember watching the trailer for that, 
thinking it actually looked really good and all my friends were like that looks terrible I was I like go, that looks terrible all came out seeing it and was like that was I, had, mm, I, I went to see it again straight away yeah it's it did so no, it, changed, it changed the tone of yeah, them because it was either going to go the direction of Guardians of the Galaxy or Winter Soldier and it went and it, it went it, it found a nice medium to be it fair did, yeah, with, it did. with Endgame mm-hmm. 100% so. well look Endgame had it, fe- it, fe- it found a nice medium between kind of like the Iron Man side and the Captain America side. Like, yeah. The Civil yeah, War the camp, almost. The camp be kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Captain America used to right. be such a fucking dork. Oh, I wasn't he? Like, I stand for justice. X-Men First Class, uh, Lost to Infinity War. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I, I thought love X-Men, First Class, though. I, I loved it. it. And so I'm good. surprised it's not back to uh, future past. Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Back to the Future Past. X-Men Back to the Future Past. Morty, <laughs> what's, what's, <laughs> Morty, it's Marty. Uh, it's twelve. It's twelve. Of it's late. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but um, it's actually one a.m. Professor, Professor X, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Spider Man Two lost to Black Panther, which I'm I'm happy with. Spider Man Two lost original to Spider Man Two. Uh, yeah, oh, I love Spider Man Two. Yeah, as well. I, I love, love that love performance by actor who never did anything again. Yeah, Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what the what? Where did he go? Like, what was his role? I think he's like Belgian or something. Like. <laughs> he was so good in that film. I also love that bit where he's like, they were like, they, they saw that film and they were like, you can be nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just see you as Dr. Octopus. <laughs> he just disappeared into the shadows. Sorry, I only, I only see you in your forearms. <laughs> I love that bit in Spider-Man 2 when he's like, um, telling Peter Parker to like feed Mary Jane poetry and then he's like awkwardly starts saying poetry to her and like, like another scene this was awkward Toby Maguire was the most awkward gem <laughs> of, a, of a generation it was so except perfect. that scene in Spider-Man 3 where he goes full fucking uh, emo Batman that, that was literally my, did I, we include Spider-Man 3 in uh, the polls we didn't and it was it would have gotten I, I, so what I, what I was doing was I, I did all of the MCU and then I did like the standout ones. A few X Men. Like, then I wanted to see how they'd do and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, they well, could... I won't lie, a lot got knocked out in the first round that I was upset about. Like Days of Future Past got knocked Days out. Of Future Past. Fairly Days, early. Days of Future Past is an incredible film. Mm. It's so good. And I, I think it was on the radar. I feel like just people kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I feel like Logan, because... Logan, Logan came out a couple oh, years later. And was, yeah. yeah, well, that was it. And do you know what else was? What was the one after Days of Future Past? Uh, where he went yeah, to talk about Which was a terrible film. Apparently, of any. Oh, yeah, really shit. And then Dark Phoenix even worse Dark, again. Have you seen Dark Phoenix? No, apparently no, it's terrible. Never actually went to watch it. I don't think it's as bad as Apocalypse, but it's still bad. You know what was just awful in Apocalypse? Milk, so you know? In yeah. Days of Future Past, when the time in the bottle scene, one of the most incredible scenes I've actually seen in cinema, you know, where Quicksilver yeah, yeah, runs yeah. around yeah. the kitchen and like... To be fair, the one in Apocalypse is really good The too. one in the Apocalypse is so good, but why the fuck do it again? I know, it's because that was what they were relying on. I that was know. the only selling What's point they the had about Apocalypse. That? that was the only thing I you remember about Apocalypse. You know what they said as well? It was the weirdest thing ever. And it was a dig at Last Stand. But they the went to see one. Star Wars and they were like, oh, everyone the, knows. The third one's always the worst. And, and that like, was the third one. And I was like, you're in the third one. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, yeah, honest to God. Like, but it was, was a dig at Last Stand and it's like, well, look. Last Stand's better than that. Just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Last like, Stand's yeah. not bad. I remember seeing Last Stand and, like, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it, if you haven't, you you, what are you doing? Like, um, but they literally kill off so many characters or, or make them, make them, but that, that's like, why. lose their powers. And that, like, fucked with me so much as a kid but it taught me a good lesson about loss and I'll tell you what the Marvel franchise could learn about that now and they but that's genuinely movies. like why yeah. it got slated the, so much is because it, it cut everything off it had I actually think that like 
as a film, it's it's quite good. Yeah, it's no, not bad. I actually yeah. need fucking now to say it, Marvel need to up their game on and fucking kill some cunts. killing people. Yeah, kill some fucking people. Like, yeah, I'm like they didn't sick. even really like they killed Iron Man in like the nicest way fucking possible. Yeah, but it was so wrapped up in the and thing. It was, I want someone. Why the fucking, fuck was Gwyneth Paltrow I, I want I want someone just exploding without you. Like I mean, we'll get onto the boys. I want something like that. You Imagine know, like just like a died. boom. They're gone, the like, Hulk died well, that's what happened to their Quicksilver. Remember they introduced Quicksilver and they were like, wait a minute. Wait a <laughs> the minute. one is so much, Yo, more so more much better. Wait a minute, Fox's legal team. Yeah. <laughs> wait, how is Kick-Ass's best friend better than Kick-Ass? <laughs> but uh, anyway, okay, we'll get on to the boys. Okay, yeah. Um, who wants to start? Who wants to talk about the boys first? Well, we just talk about the first episode, talk about the second one next week. Um, yeah, yeah, you sure. haven't seen it. I, mean, I haven't seen it, I don't mind. Okay, like, so, okay, so... I mean, the boys, we talked about yeah, season one. Yeah, it kind one. of eases you back into it. Yeah. Um, I think season one kind of ends on a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah, I, w- I wish I rewatched season one. Going yeah, I wish I watched the last episode, episode but yeah. there's so much. I watched a little recap anyway. Fucking Homelander is so strange. He is. <laughs> he is. Just the, uh, he's just the best. Is the scene the with the milk? Yeah, yeah. Is the scene with the milk in the yeah. first episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. God. That's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's a titty milk. It's titty, it's titty milk. Yeah, it's, titty. A frozen, he used to, I'm pretty sure it's a frozen he, breast milk from um, <laughs> and it's kind of like from his mom boss the PR, and it's, that the he, PR like, woman, is it not? Yeah. No, he, well, yeah, and it's kind of um, discolored, like yeah. Oh. Your man, uh, Mister Star, I believe it is. That's why I can't remember what his first name is. Is fucking class, and this guy plays uh, Homelander. He plays Homelander. He's on yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Jack McQuaid is actually Doug McQuaid. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, Doug. Who's uh, Doug McQuaid? Again? Oh, it's Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. It was in the day. You know, I know him from the yeah, day after tomorrow. Quaid, He's yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's dad. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, I right. need to find my son. Yeah. I'm a geologist, but I'm also a manly man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, like he just didn't get any of his father's looks. I always mix looks. him up with Tom Waits. So he I just did not look, get any of his father's looks. <laughs> no, but uh, but like the thing about him is, I think he's a better actor than Dennis Quaid because Dennis Quaid is like. <laughs> Dennis Quaid is like, I'm sorry I forgot to pick you up from, from basketball, Timmy. Yeah. I, I, even though I don't love your mom anymore, it doesn't mean I, st- I, st- I don't love you. But, um, oh my God, a meteor is heading for Earth. <laughs> Just the same tempo. Yeah. But um, I, I thought that the opening kind of black and white scene was unreal. I love that, yeah. And yeah. then, like, why I love this show is the scene with blind spot. <laughs> 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 it's essentially Daredevil. But anyway, look, if you we're, we might go into spoiler territory here. If you're still yet to watch it, um, just skip over this part for a few. But blind <laughs> spot. Oh, it's so funny. I love how he's like, you're the real hero. Yeah. And he's like, he just collapsed him on the ear. And, and he's like, now he's just another useless deaf guy. <laughs> you think I'm going to let a handicapped person be in the seven? <laughs> be in the seven. Yeah, Homelander is really good this season. He's really, really I think really he's gonna, they're going to really bring him out in this season. Because mm. even though, he, obviously, like I mean, he was huge in season one, but there's so much going on in season one between introducing Starlight and, yeah. like, you know, even, even what's your man, Jack McQuaid's uh, character's name again? Huey. Huey, you know what I mean? Jack McQuaid. Like, uh, you know, and the, but- the, the butcher and stuff and all. Like, I mean, there's so much going on. Mother's um, Milk. Mother's Milk. Like, he's great. Yeah, the bro. team's like, assembled. Yeah. The, the team, team is, yeah, they've solidified the team. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I got a little bit of a impression on, I don't know if you guys felt this, and you said it about um, Umbrella Academy Season 2, which I've also started. Um, you you said that, you know, it went through a bit of a Season 2 syndrome. Yeah. I got that impression off Episode 1. 
I was like, ugh, is this going to be a bit of a setting up season? I, 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 wanna, I just want to put in here and, and say I fucking watched episode two <laughs> before I watched episode one because Amazon Prime is... So fucking bad. It's Fred Brandt incoming. Oh, the interface in is worse than COVID-19. Like, <laughs> it's literally the worst thing ever. I don't know how they're so behind with such good content. It's like the it. biggest tech company in the world. In the world. Apparently it's the second biggest streaming service in the world. Yeah. Mm. Like what is Because you get it with, it's like, it's like a fucking bundle. They just need to fucking, because the shows are getting really good. They're great, I'm great. telling you, Amazon Prime is going to be better than Netflix in like, a year and a half. I mean, look how much we've been talking about the boys. But yeah, but um, episode two, I when I was watching that as the first episode, I was like, <laughs> it's pretty slow. And then I watched the first episode again, and I was like, it's still pretty still slow. Really slow. So yeah. Um, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, like, hopefully it fucking speeds up. That that would be my plan. I thought the black and white scene it could have been like incredible, and it just like. It was cool, but I didn't it think cool, it was like. Yeah, but I thought I saw that in season one, something similar like that, like. I don't think I don't think we actually saw much of him in it. Mm, Black Noir is criminally underused in this series. I, I think he's going yeah, to be a lot more. I, yeah, I think yeah. they're trying to build him. I to love be his character. In yeah, yeah. Just, his name is Black Noir. Like Black Black. Yeah, says nothing. Says absolutely nothing, and he's like part of this like corporate PR thing but he actually does all the dirty work like yeah. he actually when they and need a job the, done they send Black Noir like but I, I love the elements of this like the way that like they put Seth Rogen in it and I was like oh that's kind of cool like you know like he's producing it and <laughs> Chris Hansen Chris Hansen yeah. like, greatest cameo I, I really wanted them to get Chris Evans to play to play butcher. the butcher yeah I thought that would be great. class because like Chris Evans was in a really weird movie like what was that movie where he had like the black hair and like played like the uh, Scott Jack? Pilgrim? He's Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, the, he's, he's the movie star. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I, was, I thought that what it might have been him, but then it was like no, just some random fella. Yeah, yeah, but even yeah. like the scene where like that guy who can regenerate his limbs is hired to like cut off some creep, yeah. some fucking weirdo, cut off one of his limbs. That's, that's I, my favorite part of the show. I, is I like love, the random little stories. It's like a lot of people are sitting there and they're like, "What weird shit would?" A person with this power get up to get up to and yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. it's the best uh, I mean you're right and like like he was like even in um, season one you know um, A-Train's remember his like girlfriend and she she kills a guy from sitting on his face from, somewhere from, yeah, sitting like I love that, those stories because like they're so fucking weird and like yeah. unnerving but also like that probably would happen if there was like superheroes yeah. going around with all these fucking powers like and I, yeah, like I, that the brothel was, like, was unreal in the first season mm. though when you have like the tiny like Ant-Man sized fella jumping into in, a vagina di- yeah like, doing all sorts like yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like, like that I love how such a fucking terrible people they all are and I like the new girl what's her name a Stormfront, Stormfront. Is, that, is that what I right? that's what it is yeah Stormfront um, and I love also, the shit all the names are as well I like that they've cast as well um, Giancarlo Esposito who played obviously Gustavo Freak yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you notice he's the villain in the Mandalore he just like he he's, he's just literally he's the like now. the calculated villain yeah and he'll yeah. always be the yeah. calculated yeah. villain yeah I feel like but he's a good addition Breaking Bad like no one from Breaking Bad really got an acting career out of, no out Aaron of it. Paul like, hasn't really done Brian Cranston yeah he's been a few, Cranston, but he's few like things a, but he was like he's you know, already Malcolm in Hollywood in before as well you know like, and um, he, Malcolm in the Middle is like the greatest people in the TV show but yeah but it's not like 
uh, like everyone, no one took him. Yeah, seriously. but he was also no, but he was still in. He was Hollywood. in Argo, and, and yes, I fully agree. He is the best. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. that was uh, yeah, after Breaking Bad. He was after, in, yeah, yeah. And then he went into Godzilla, and everyone was like, "All right, fuck you." Then like yeah, he, he did yeah. Trumbo before this. What a weird way yeah, to go. Yeah, weird way to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, that got sort of awful. By the way, it was about like a screenwriter got blacklisted. He got blacklisted. He used to write in the bath. Oh fuck yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, like. Like, just right. weird. <laughs> Remember there was an episode of Modern Family where Manny dressed up as a Halloween. As Trumbo. <laughs> I just thought it was just like, that, that show is very underrated. That is, that's a, I really like how, that's how Manny's like, yeah. he thinks it's a good costume. Like. There's some great characters. Um, but yeah, so, um, season two started hit slow of the boys. You're right, the team is assembled, Jack. But I think it's going to fucking pick up pace fairly like I watched episode 2 now so and how did, how did episode 2 go for you? a lot better better yeah 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 I kind of found myself like being like oh it's a bit boring like, I like it, has to, it has to be fucking done like it does to yeah. get, to get the it's like Breaking Bad has whole fucking seasons the only difference between this and like well, Breaking Bad has whole fucking seasons to basically like cool you in like yeah, yeah you know the whole first season is pretty fucking boring one and two is is fairly slow two yeah two no I thought two was better I thought two was three the only difference is set you off yeah we were like nine when Breaking Bad came out (laughs) so like (laughs) we were all watching but but it's it's a difference between fucking binging and year by year that's right yeah yeah like and week by week I don't know how they think it's a good idea to do a week by week so you fucking have to pay for your Amazon subscription it's just what it's wild to me because like you're got like people are going to fall off in it this week. well I wonder as well I feel like does the boys do they air the boys on anything because like no they don't it's just the way they're doing it they did with the all or nothing Spurs documentary which I haven't a, watched yet yeah, but yeah. I'll watch a couple of clips but I feel like your man's paying for the cameras yeah, but that's a whole yeah, different yeah. fucking thing <laughs> um, yeah uh, look you said it's a whole different ball game no, it's a whole different no, thing. No, that would have been a good point. You, you missed it. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about that because I'm going to watch it this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, it Amazon has the ability now to be like, this is going to come out weekly because they have leeway because the original series came out all in one. It came out all in one, I remember. Yeah, yeah, everything else that they posted came out all in one. But now, like, I'm looking at Amazon Prime and I'm like, oh, shit, they got some good fucking series. I'm going to stay subscribed to it. going to stay subscribed It's still quite cheap it, like, as well. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the other one that they have up? They got the obviously they got the all or nothing. Then they have like that fucking Nazi hunting one, which is oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh wait, no, and then Nazi hunters is a different. No, Nazi, another one. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's just called hunters. Hunters, hunters yeah, 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 and then like man and high castle. They're also bringing out films and stuff now. Like, yeah, um, I mean, like it doesn't have the worst selection of films to be fair. No, yeah. it does. Do you find though when you're looking up where to watch a film? Oh, it needs to be absolutely specific. Fucking, it's on Amazon.co.uk and then you fucking yeah, you have go like, on to you it. Know, and Amazon may be bad, but Apple TV is the worst. Yeah, you've said this before. Apple TV it's is really unusable, bad. though, because you can't even connect it just to something regular like a, a smart TV. And yeah. Is it but a case where even, it's just better in America or is it just No, it's here? just like you need to be like an Apple cook. You need, you need to be like, to please. Have, yeah, yeah. You, need, like, you need an Apple TV. Like, yeah. Oh, or to watch work. it on the TV. So I, I, I had to get an iPad and like a special adapter because Apple are fucking horrible bastards mm. and to watch the morning show on it. And like, I, I, That's another one I, I, I was literally on the production for C. I will never go through the effort to fucking watch that show mm. because... Like, I'm and not, the worst I'm thing is, like, they show you all these movies, and you're like, "Oh my god, Apple TV's unreal!" And then it's like three ninety nine. You gotta pay like, for them. Like, I'm paying yeah, you already. Yeah, like, yeah, don't exactly. fucking show me 
Tom Cruise's new movie yeah, if you're not going to yeah. fucking show but, me like, Tom Cruise we're, jumping we're, off a building. We're going to be going, I'm going to go off topic here, but like Mulan is coming out this week for 30 euro and we, we talked about this, but it's coming out again just on the streaming service in December. Yeah. Nobody so in the right, in December. so it comes out in December. Yeah. No one in the right minds is going to pay. I, I don't give a fuck it, about like, Mulan. No. Okay? I don't care. I don't want another but remake. Where, I, what, I, is their, what is their deal there, though? I, I suppose Sky Sword does that. The idea is that it was meant to be in cinemas. It wasn't. They're hoping that parents will buy it for the kids and just put it on. Yeah, but. I just, I which just might to, work. It might work. I just, can't see, I just can't see kids being like, I want to see, see it fucking Mulan. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to see it. Mulan that, came out like 40 fucking years ago. And, okay? and I want to see it that bad. The that you better pay be 30 euro for it. You know but that's I mean? it, like, yeah. Like, like, people like my sister will be buying Mulan. But anyway, like, the other day I went to watch fucking. I went onto Disney Plus just to see what was on it. And I ended up watching Toy Story 4. Which is actually great, to be honest. I wasn't crazy on it, but I, I quite liked it. I, I, it's no Toy Story three, but it was it was great. But um, I I did start off watching the Lion King, the uh, remake, the, the John Favreau remake, which cost like fucking five billion with the dollars. incredible cast. Which looking at it now is actually worse than the original cast. But yeah, um, the original cast is pretty good. The original cast is unbelievable. Yeah. But um, I was watching it and I was like. There's a reason why these are why these lions were are cartoons. Animated. So they can have it faces. is so fucking weird. Off putting. Looking at a, a hyper realistic, real, yeah, a, yeah. A, a real in fucking parentheses lion do a fucking dance number like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did like the Jungle Book though. Yeah, yeah but that I, was a different. Few, buzz, a few though. people really like that. I, I like. I, I didn't see. I'd it. I'd love to do an episode just all on these shitty fucking remakes. Apparently, the Aladdin one is a fucking Shit joke. Show. That, that looked like it a is joke. a fucking piss. Um, I, I refuse to watch all of these because they're so dear to me. Like, I mean, Mulan is extremely dear to Mulan's me. Mulan's my favorite one. So, so is um. Mulan has the best soundtrack. Mulan's great. Make a man out of you. Like, oh, I listen to that and like what a bag. Like, I can feel the toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, like, just, <laughs> just just being absorbed from you. Like. I feel like I'm starting to resent all these films because I'm like I do not want to fucking see another one of these remakes. Like it's, it's a remake for everything. It's upsetting. They're man. probably gonna remake fucking Anastasia next. Oh, a hundred percent, man. It was yeah, a great 100%. fucking film. Anastasia's amazing. Uh, I love how the villain in that is. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rasputin. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's a that's a great movie. I like her. Like so is so is uh, Pocahontas as well. You know, like that's great. Well. You know, they're all so good, and they don't need real life. Mm. You were you were raised on them, were you? Uh, yeah, I was. Oh, my yeah. sisters were big into like I've yeah, got. Yeah, I feel like sisters are such a big. But it was yeah, princess. if you have a sister in the house, it was all like princesses. So yeah, it was like princess, Mulan, yeah. and then like we had like some of the middle of the road like El Road to El Dorado. Yeah, those few random ones. Yeah, yeah a few like, ones I was like, oh yeah, Dorado Dorado book it. Do you know which one I I always saw was just crazy? Yeah, that's one of my favorite Bang. ones. By yeah, that's great. But you know the second one's great for me, Treasure Planet. That was a great. I love it. I loved it so good. What a concept! I wonder if I went. Is that the one where it starts off in live action? Uh, it starts in live action he goes up to the treehouse no. and then he goes to what? Treasure Planet what, what is that they, I don't know what is that I don't know you have to bring it back a crazy memory for you there is that Winnie the Pooh no no, no I know exactly what you're talking about maybe it's Treasure Planet too but no it's Atlantis is it? Atlantis is that, yeah. that's, that's how it like that I don't know is it, or is it Treasure Planet uh, listeners please get on to us if anyone, anyone knows, knows which one that is it, was is it no, it's on. I, I don't know. I think it could be Treasure Planet, man. I think it really could be. And he goes up and then his parents grab him at the end. He's like, oh, hope you had a good adventure or whatever. Oh, oh my wait, God. wait, wait. 
Belager med mig. Og så bange for. Nej, det er så bange for ikke så. Det er ikke det, det er. Okay, hvis vi ikke ja, det er. They made a second one and they made a Lego Batman movie. Mm, and nice. They, Lego. Yeah. I didn't see any of them. Uh, apparently so. the second one's really good too, and apparently the Batman one's really funny as well. I imagine so. <laughs> but anyway, I think we we ranted enough about um streaming services and, and the boys and the boys and uh, yeah, if you're if you guys haven't watched the boys yet, we haven't spoiled too much yet. We've talked about it in so many previous episodes. Watch it. Season Perfect Time Season 2 is coming out week by week. It's great. It's, it's hilarious. Excellent. It's very it's good. Actually just it, really it, well it just made. ticks every box you yeah. want in a show. If you like action, romance, comedy, drama, it's got it all. Um, but moving on, I think we should talk about our first film we're going to talk about this week. It's really Yeah, it's really it's gory, so gory, which I fucking love. Um, um, so we're going to get on to a Netflix movie, which was released this week. It came out um, last week, actually, excuse me. And it is Charlie Kaufman's latest film called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. If you don't know who Charlie Kaufman is, we've discussed a few of his films on this podcast in the past, but his biggest hits are Synecdoche, New York, uh, Adaptation, Anomalisa, um, Eternal, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, my personal, one of my personal absolute favourite movies. You swayed me with that as well. Um, I think that's my favourite like film about love. Love, like, yeah. Um, and, of course, one that me and Jack are fans of, being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely batshit off the walls. So this is his latest one. It's a great um, John Malkovich becomes John Malkovich. Malkovich. <laughs> Everything is John Malkovich. <laughs> Everything is John Malkovich, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that as well. In a but, um, yeah, so this is uh, Charlie Kaufman's latest film. He has directed and written this one. It's worth noting that, I think, because he hasn't directed all of his stuff in the past, and it's arguably some of his more successful stuff was not was directed not by him. him. Um, was it Eternal Sunshine directed by him? No, that was Michelle yeah, Gondry, a French yeah. director. Adaptation was. Uh, not, was not. Was it not? Was no. not either. That was Spike Jones. Oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah, so, look, Charlie Kaufman is... I, I want to say a popular director, but he is also. I don't. Out I, don't there. I don't really think that he's like. He, he's popular in the sense that like people who are into film like. Him. Yeah, mm. I yeah. feel like he's very niche though. He is niche. He, he is niche. Um, this film is about. It stars an Irish star as well, Jesse Buckley. Jesse um, Buckley and Jesse Plemons. Uh, Jesse Plemons. Not well. Irish, but fucking creepy Todd. Creepy, yeah. creepy Todd. <laughs> <Matt> Damon. <laughs> yeah. Um, His career has, um, is one from good from Breaking Bad. You know what? You're actually right. That's yeah. a good point. And he was only in one season as well. So. Yeah. Um, and everyone loved him in El Camino as well. Uh, he was good in El Camino. Yeah, he he is, he's very good. He is I good at In Black Mirror, he was great as well. Yeah, I he loved was that good Star Trek Mirror. episode. Yeah, yeah, he was. I don't know why Hollywood loves him so much. I was actually reading an article on it, and he's just got one of those faces, I Suppose, he like does, he does, um, and then we also has Damien Thewlis who played, who's played many characters, but uh, he's Lupin. David in the Harry Thewlis, Sorry, David Thewlis, not Damien. And uh, he plays the father, doesn't he? Uh, he plays the father. Yeah, yeah Tim. And, you know, I was thinking about when I was watching this. You know, when he's like slightly young, the father or whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's what Tiernan thinks Christian Bale is in Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, Eel Pardon. And he was meant to be stupid British. <laughs> oh, God. And yeah, yeah. sorry, turn Tony Collette. And three of us are mega fans of hers. Yeah. And it's essentially just about this girl going on a trip to meet her boyfriend of seven weeks parents but she is thinking of ending things a lot of it is just monologues and incredible writings really incredible really really good which charlie kaufman is just known for there, there's a poem in it and it's just genuinely like stunning. the poem the poem alone would be successful without the film yeah you know? i think it's a based on a book though isn't it 
It is based off a book. Yeah. You are correct. Um, which Charlie Kaufman has done a few times, but I think what he does is the whole idea is he adapts something but puts his own take on it. Mm-hmm. But he has essentially that makes it fucking mental. Mental, like. yeah. Um, so the the film takes a turn. It kind of goes all over the place. She meets his parents. They're a bit odd. Um, I think we're going to be interpreting this quite a lot. I think it's a film to be interpreted. Like, yeah. Let's be real. Like, yeah, well, that's like, what it is. Like. Here's, I said this when we were talking about contemporary horror, and it's nice to see that it's spilt out of horror a bit. It, it did. The, these, films are, these films are basically like the old like Beckett play, kind of how Pinter spec audiences and storytelling. Crazy. I mean, and by that, it's basically that there's no story. And it's just crazy, but crazy. You, you can read whatever you want onto it. And I, I really appreciate this type of filmmaking, especially because in the, the likes of like The Lighthouse and Mother, they look absolutely phenomenal. And this film, I'd almost say, looks better than the, both of them. It was them. gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous film. Absolutely stunning. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's drab. Like, it's not... The scenery is not... The, you know, it's it's very contained. Yeah, it's you know very I mean? like fifties wallpaper, but it's really looks violent. like a fucking like a, it's it's framed, so the aspect ratio is yeah. Like a TV. What was it again? What was it's it? It's like, like sixteen to nine. I think, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like that. something yeah. weird. Um, so yeah, no, it actually is a gorgeous looking movie, looks especially really the car scenes. I don't know, I just love them. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah, they were so good, and like I mean, I I thought as well the car scenes were very claustrophobic as well. Like they kept mm. you really yeah. stuck in the car, and you felt. And it was through the window. It was through the kind of frozen window, which is like I, I always like them shots rather than actually being in the car mm. with someone. Like you know, you're yeah. kind of like looking in. Mm. Um, so I, let's go into a little bit of spoilery territory here. If anyone hasn't seen it, if if you want to watch it, I would recommend it, but just expect something very very weird and and expect a film that you're gonna have to sit. I think there I was lucky that like when I was talking to someone right before who was actually just currently watching it, and. Um, he was literally like this is fucking mental I had to look up an explanation at the end and uh, so I knew going in that it was something that like you were going to have to work out rather than it wasn't going to be an easy watch and I think that that did me well so like for anyone who's listening like don't walk into this expecting like Like, that it's going to be if like even a fun watch like no. I mean it's enjoyable but I mean it's still at the same time it's like what the fuck is happening here yeah yeah 100% I mean the whole film I kept just being like what the hell is this about mm. but I was engaged and that's all down to Charlie Kaufman's writing his writing is just spectacular alright if you were to put an interpretation on it I felt it was about <sighs> now wait did any of us look up videos I actually didn't I didn't I didn't no um, I haven't Um, the, I've, I was kind of pr- I fucking finished it like like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I watched it yesterday, so it's still quite fresh in my mind. Um, look, I didn't. I, I, am not good at interpreting. Like, hey, not, let's do it. Give your best one. I, I think there was there was themes of like insecurity, um, majorly throughout this, and both in being insecure as a man and being insecure as a woman. She's insecure about herself this whole time, and she's insecure about her relationship, and she's insecure about the fact that she's in a relationship. And she's constantly justifying those things. And then I thought those themes were explored with the janitor as well. You know, he's insecure about, you know, the, the girls laughing at him in the ice cream store. And then yeah. that was brought back with. But it's also, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it, that was my biggest takeaway from it was the insecurity kind of factor yeah. about it as well. But also I thought there was lots of jabs about, you know, romance and like love and how it's romanticized yeah. in absolutely everything and there's absolutely nothing particularly romantic about these two people and there's, if there's anything that's going to remove romance 
it's your it's your fucking parents. It's meeting their parents, your in laws, and how fucking strange that can be. And they were like bonkers, so fucking weird. They made me so like. uncomfortable. Um, so much baby food. Oh, like it was just, uh, and I also think that there was, there was a little bit of a sense of like, your, you you being brought into this person's life very quick. You know, she knows him seven weeks or yeah. her boyfriend, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into his life. And it might be a bit fucking weird, and he's just going with it and how normal it is, and then all of a sudden you're might be questioning, do I am I with this fucking weirdo? Uh, and then there's also those hints that like, is it her life as well? You know, you get those yeah. few bits where she's looking at the photo of him, going, no, that's me. And I think this identity is a huge thing as well. Is is this who I am? And they're kind of like absorbed into each other. I yeah. I found that what like what I kind of took away from it mainly because of the parents was that it was kind of like I I was watching it and I was like is this what being inside someone's head who's going through like vicious dementia is like there's definitely parts of that the forgetfulness and I, the... because everything was so repetitive everything was like literally like it was the chains are I have the chains for the tires you know it was it, repeating and it was like foreshadowing the whole time but it never actually led to anything and then like the whole like she was picking up her phone and it said like a different name on it every time, and then yeah, it was the janitor. Talk. And she was called a different name every. So it went from Lucy, Lucia, Lucianda, and I think sure her name actually was Lucy. Yeah. So well, yeah. no, he refers he to calls, her, he calls her as Lex, Lucy, and then he calls her Alex or Ali or something like that. Lexi or something. And then she's yeah. like, it goes complete. It completely changes. Yeah. Yeah. But what I thought was that he is, he's a janitor. Obviously, that's what I think because she finds the, um. The uniform. I'm going fully into spoilers here. She finds There's the uniform. There's not a whole lot to spoil to be fair. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, finds yeah. uniform in the fucking basement, and he doesn't want her to go in there. And also, she's looking at. I think they're the same person, and he's living in some sort of fantasy. But he's getting. I thought she was like, him looking in at at his own. Yeah, time, yeah, his own that's life. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like he's talking to himself, but it's almost as if he's going through these key memories. He like he never actually reaches the house. It's just kind of like he's in the car going along. He's talking to himself about these memories, but he's manifested it as this girl. But we're getting it from the girl's perspective. Sometimes she's like going down to the basement. He doesn't want her to go, but she finds her own artwork. So we're seeing it as she's an actual person. She's an actual character, but in reality she's his subconscious and he's driving thinking about horrible things that have happened to him because his his parents are clearly fucked yeah his dad's like horrible like um he just seems to be a fucking arsehole as well and the way he talks about the girl's art and everything as well and then she goes in sees his art so that i felt that was like well, he no. Was, what, his name's artist. on the art. What, yeah, yeah. what what I thought that was is that everything that she said that she was, he then in turn became. That like made her so less real for me because like even remember she's reading the poem, and then she goes into his room. She finds the poem and he's reading he's it. He's reading it. Yeah. And then she goes down and she finds all of the artwork and she's like, "This his is this is literally yeah, my and artwork." And all the books they mentioned are there as well. And even like the whole thing, like she's a physicist, and then like in the room, in his room, it's like. Physics, Marie, physics and he's like books yeah. about fucking Mary Curie exactly and like, and like it, it's it's like really hinting towards that like is she even real like she becomes a different woman at one point mm. you know I mean remember there's like she a she girl from the, the boys yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, I also love the jab at Robert Zemeckis in that yeah, that's yeah. 
yeah, which is crazy. That was so funny. How did they fucking lay that? I have no idea. Would you say? I don't know if Robert Max would take something like that well, because because Charlie Kaufman is like really fucking weird. If you've ever seen interviews with him. Robert Zemeckis is a far better director than Charlie Kaufman. I know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I actually love Robert Zemeckis' films, but I could see Charlie Kaufman being so, like, snooty about him, being like, oh, oh yeah, you're, being like, fucking... you're a fucking sellout, man. Yeah, yeah, but, even though Zemeckis makes fucking incredible But even the film, yeah, uh, because I actually saw this last week, the film that's in it then becomes his life, and it's how he meets that girl. That girl, yeah. yeah. And it, she pops into his life for a second, but then it comes back to Jesse Buckley, and it's all just taking place on this kind of meandering, like, broken up I think he could memory. be in purgatory. Yeah, it could be a bit of that kind of... He's in, like, hell or purgatory or something. He's reliving these horrible memories, because those girls because in the hinted, fucking... It's those, hi- yeah. It's hinted that he does die at the end with the... the, with the pig. Well, the pig, 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 well, the pig the... is dead in the thing, and the pig is rotten, and there's so much fucking meat and pork and pig imagery yeah, in this yeah. and then the animated pig kind of takes him out I think that it's in like I, I, I think that the way it kind of goes about telling it even the fact that like the dad is clearly losing his mind the mother is like fucking well off lost yeah, his mind yeah. all that she's shit she's on the edge of a nervous breakdown every two seconds all that shit's hereditary as well I just think it's him like basically losing his fucking head in the school yeah and like a big a big kind of Alzheimer's dementia obviously because they, they, they blatantly touch on that as well Is but you know when the janitor is like Stripping in the clothes. car. That's a real. That's a real thing. The thing where like, mm. like and they're like, you know, they they're you know people with dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like they don't know like why I'm wearing clothes. They might feel weird temperatures in their bodies and stuff and all. And then like also I found it was like he doesn't know how to use the car anymore. And that was a big thing where it's yeah. like I physically don't know what this does. So I thought it was touching on so many different things as well though. Do you know what I mean? And like I mean because especially when it starts with Jesse Buckley's kind of entire monologue of you know I'm thinking of ending things and and you know her trying to rationalize why she's with this guy and I read that as suicide at the start so did I I'm thinking of ending things and then it like, oh, slowly turned into a relationship and then it kind of came full circle at the end where like it very much like not suicide but I mean like just ending things ending you know rules, I mean yeah. like taking off your clothes and walking in the snow yeah yeah you know? yeah I mean it definitely it has this is the weird thing about Charlie Kaufman because he makes extremely weird movies that toy around with extremely weird concepts and stuff and as you say that's a, a you know you know the kind of Beckett stuff it's definitely like that but also you can tell they come from a place of just like his own personal experience and stuff and that was like you know you can see that in Adaptation which is about him about him yeah um, and then you know Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind which is literally being John Malkovich yeah you know, <laughs> John it's a different level I would have loved to have seen that pitch to John Malkovich like showing and be like but wasn't it that they they had it there and then they were like do you want to be in to this? Be, be this John Malkovich? Because like, if they didn't get John Malkovich for that movie, like the the, the script's out the window. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like they wrote the script and then worked it around John Malkovich. Yeah, they're like fingers crossed. He'll yeah. say yes. Because I mean, like, they're even like, aren't you in that movie? And he's like, no. <laughs> That's good. That was just in the script. <laughs> like, like, it's yeah. applicable to being any actor. Um, but yeah, but like, there's clearly some stuff here. There's some personal stuff that Charlie Kaufman was writing about and directing in it, and he's a good director. Um. But I think the reason why his own films don't do as well as films that are directed by other people is because 
he really embraces the absurdity and yeah. he lets it go whatever way he wants and he let this film go mm. whatever way he wanted I don't think that was a bad thing and I mean we all took three different interpretations yeah. away from it which, which is great which is super cool so yeah. cool for the film these like. are the type of films where when you like just look it up and kind of get like a fucking mind view yeah get a bit of a rabbit hole kind of like I could look into this yeah, well, yeah but like if you know anyone who's been through fucking like the whole deterior, deterioration of the mind like and it's just cool to like if you look at it through that lens it, it is kind of like a perfect example of like how fucking distorted and especially how she's is. when she's walking down the stairs and it's like looped and it's like going so through different yeah, stages yeah, at yeah, time yeah, yeah so yeah, when yeah, people yeah. are like you meet people with alzheimer's dementia and, and they're like they're oh, const- who are you and yeah and like and it's the, like oh right and it's, then it's the, starting all over it's because you've aged yeah but, but in there in your mind it's just in this. their mind you're still fucking like a kid or something i mean that that even happens with the uh, old makeup at the end that the and the old makeup just is meant to look fucking stupid stupid like, like yeah, yeah and it does and, and it's kind of like well they're young even despite the makeup on the their makeup face, on their face. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and like I felt as well like as you say just the distortion of time itself like the whole mm. time was just so intangible in this yeah, film yeah. so is this happening and in one night and the way that like locations just appeared so yeah, yeah. Th- like it's so like oh we're here Oh look, we're at the ice cream. Place. You know what I love though? School. If you look at it through a, through the whole uh, dementia or Alzheimer's aspect, the way that that song, what, what was the fucking the? Uh, it's fucking the, the ice cream song. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. a catchy jingle like that. Even if you've got like Alzheimer's would stay in your head. Yeah. Your head. <laughs> <laughs> and like Jesse Plemons is belting. He's it. belting it like yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, this was a weird one because I'm. I'm a big fan. I would say I'm a big fan of Charlie Kaufman. Like you are a big fan. I am. And like yeah. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. If you haven't fucking seen it, guys, I cannot stop talking about it. It's like great most, Beck song. It's most oh Beck's whole soundtrack in that film is yeah. So but for some weird. reason, it's not on Spotify. It's it came not, back on Spotify for a couple of months. It's really hard to find, man. It's really really. It's hard only to on find. YouTube. I was yeah, obs- I'm obsessed with the soundtrack. But anyway, it's magical. It's amazing. This is not it will fill you with just existential dread yeah. and, it, and and that's what Charlie Kaufman is good at he's 100% good at this one was a weird experience for me I kind of went in with high expectations enjoyed it but came out being like that was not mm. what I expected and I'm glad we can have such a conversation about yeah. it yeah but it's I would have preferred more to, horror I think and you know what the horror stuff was done really, really well. well I would yeah. love to see Charlie Kaufman do a full blown full blown horror. horror movie but I am like like in the approach that like or the direction that film's going I think like down like five years down the line we'll all be sitting here and fucking talking about one of these films a week where it's just so interpretive so kind of ridiculous and I really like that mm. because at the end of the day we talk about non-stop how fucking formulated Hollywood is yeah and films like this is it's just really refreshing. Even if you don't get it, it's still refreshing. Just appreciate the way it looks. Yeah. Appreciate the dialogue. Just and he, that's even like the lighthouse. The lighthouse. You could sit and listen to the dialogue of the lighthouse and, and be, just you yeah. fucking feel like you were like hunting Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, honestly. they're they're immersive films. But they they're are very, they're very immersive. immersive yeah. yeah, and it, just like maybe don't try and make sense of them even. Though I think that's exactly what like, we tried to do. Yeah, I, I think I think it's enjoyable to do that, but yeah, yeah you don't have to make enjoy sense the ride. Yeah, and and like what I love about it as well is like all the actors in this clearly just got behind Charlie Kaufman. You know yeah. what I mean? He was telling them to be weird and absurd and strange, and they just went for it. Particularly Jesse Buckley, she was so weird and quirky in this. She's, and I, she is really like out there 
doing bits. She, she really is. I'm, I can't wait to see what she like gets mm. up to because she, she, I've really liked her in this. Yeah. Just of how I loved her delivery of all the dialogue, and I love Jesse Plemons as well. He was love Jesse excellent. Plemons. He was really good. He was and, literally uh, like, I have no idea what I was about. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's like, I will not say that to Charlie. <laughs> there was also there was also a little another nod to um, another very popular movie, um, A Beautiful Mind. You know, at the end when he's making the speech. And he's like looking at Jesse Buckley and he's like accepting the Nobel Prize. Yeah. That happens in a beautiful mind. Beautiful Russell Crowe. And he like looks at his wife and it was like. What's, what's that for? Because I've been seeing that that was recently added to Netflix. Is that worth watching? Which? Beautiful Mind. I yeah, it is. I've re- heard it's incredible. Like. It's really good. And it's ro- 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 Russell Crowe. True story. Like, true story. But he's this essentially this like physicist or maybe he was a chemist and he was a genius. But he had severe. Um, I don't know if schizophrenia is the word. I think it's a. Uh, maybe this gets funny but he literally would see people that were there that were not there and they would be full on telling him things and he like battled throughout it all and went on to win a Nobel Prize and it's a great story with great acting that's but it's close. but it's also your formulaic Oscar movie like is it? it is that's your, why, well that's why your, I have avoided your, it so typical Oscar movie and that's why Charlie Kaufman yeah. clearly mm. got his little dig in there but I, I wonder I need to look up has he been nominated because when Synecdoche came out which is like probably his most famous film would you say like it's the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman where he had essentially a, a writer creates a fake New York in a giant warehouse yeah, I have it here um, it had no it was not even like He's got in, a golden globe that is insane I actually cannot believe, oh he has won one Oscar he I, won, I, for, he won for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, yeah. which I am delighted about. Adam Easter got a nomination as well. Yeah, that, uh, and Adaptation got nominated for a screenplay. So this guy and, is in the realms of Hollywood. And like most of the actors are big stars. Uh, from Adaptation won Oscars. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking the only one who didn't was Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Devastated. Anyway, will we get on to Tenet real quick? Let's get on to Tenet because we got right. a lot to talk about. Okay, guys, so let's talk about Tenet. I'm going to go first because I actually really enjoyed this film. A couple of things let me down in it. I think it's the least... So, I think it's the least... We talk about Nolan a lot in our other podcasts. Go listen to it. It's the Nolan film with the least development of its characters, I feel. Absolutely. I feel... And I, that's intentional. Um, but I feel that... In a couple of years, this film will be more appreciated after several watches because you'll see the bigger picture of the things. So obviously, like in films like Inception, Interstellar, I mean, Murph gets so much fucking backstory. He's got kids. He's got a fucking granddad there. You can hear about his wife dying, etc., etc. Here, the whole point is it's kind of like a... My least favourite part of the film was when it was kind of like James Bondy, when it was like, we need to go here to crash the plane to get... I'm fully fucking spoiling this film, by the way. It was kind of like we need to go here to it get was a, the It was a thing. globe Globetrotting. Globe it, it, it was the closest thing you'll get to a yeah, Bond. Yeah, it was, Bond. like this is your Christopher Nolan Bond film. And yeah, the sound design was also shit and didn't have Hans Zimmer because uh, they had Lud- Ludwig Goranson, who um, is a good friend of Nolan. Uh, he did Black Panther's music and he did this music and he reversed it and put it forward a couple of times and I thought it was okay but Hans Zimmer would have done a much better job I just know he would have nailed it he just would have done so much better so uh, I've done a lot of thinking about the film or whatever and obviously I've seen a lot of people who've who've watched it abroad with subtitles or whatever and like they're being like yeah like it makes 
like the viewing a lot more viewing when you can hear what they're saying so i don't know whether it's intentional or nolan was like obviously when they go through the turntable and it's like i'll tell you why i don't think it was intentional because his sound design has been terrible for fucking loads of films interstellar is the latest film ever it's so terrible um and i thought the sound design for inception was a bit shaky at times yeah dunkirk it was a bit shaky do you think that he's just trying to fucking make it so like maybe you miss something he does everything he does everything there and then yeah so it, like when yeah. they're on that boat at the start they're on the fucking boat and like no it's not going to be yeah. like I'm not and that, that's ridiculous he's that's afraid just, of ADR he's that's genuinely like I, I love what he does with special effects and how he just creates his own physical effects and he barely uses e- even sound, VFX sound should be the exception but sound like it's irresponsible filmmaking yeah filming a shot on a boat and they're actually on the fucking you boat. Can't hear a fucking I mean, they were thing. screaming on the boat, mm. and you couldn't fucking hear it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, like that was just for me when I was watching that, I was like, all right, so this film is going to be hard to I mean, understand, must... not because of the fucking high content plot, but because I can't fucking hear what they're saying. Mm. <laughs> he must genuinely. I don't think he's. I don't like. I'd love to look into it. Has he ever ADR'd something and said, okay, we're just going to have to dub that later? Like, I mean, I, I get why you might want might want to do it because it doesn't look smooth sometimes. But if yeah. I cannot fucking hear what the actor is saying, and. The biggest problem with Tenet is it's a film full of exposition that you need to hear. Oh man, I, I literally, Jack will attest to this, I got a large coke during it and I have the smallest bladder in the world. You can also attest to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, had to go, I had to go to the toilet during it and um, I was literally waiting for a scene where they weren't fucking just Explain talking about like, everything yeah, that was yeah. going on and I was like, well, there, there's... At no point, I either have to sacrifice an action scene or the thing that explains why that fucking action scene is happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I think we should... Okay, maybe I'm going to reel it back in a bit here because we've kind of gotten into it. Can you maybe, Jack, just give a basic explanation about what it's about without spoiling anything outright? Can you just give a basic rundown of the plot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. So it starts with the protagonist. So he's not named throughout the film, John David Washington. And he is given a test at the start of the movie where he has to break into this court, uh, it's his opera house. Which, and, was a, which was a brilliant opening yeah, scene. Yeah, it it's a fantastic movie. opening scene, as known films always are. Always are. And um, basically he passes said test. He gets told about this um, new technology that is from the future. So no one loves to give time. Um, and they're only finding it now it's sent back so it's like they use radio it's like radioactive technology to displace time and put things back where they came from yeah so it's been it's slowly coming back through time now and shifting the entropy yeah shifting the entropy 20 times yeah yeah and it's called inversion inversion so so they don't necessarily call it time travel in this film no it's it's not it's not time travel it's not yeah yeah, it's not so john david washington gets recruited he goes visits the scientists he goes see what happens he then assembles this team uh, including Robin Pattinson and son of a bitch I'm in <laughs> yeah basically like I was very like fucking hell this is very kind of bondish um, and they basically have to find this algorithm uh, they go to a couple of places eventually which was this... extremely MacGuffin-y just to say total yeah. MacGuffin oh it was a total yeah. MacGuffin yeah it's not it's not even an algorithm um, and eventually they find this villain and the movie goes up to one point and then it flips everything on his head literally and that's all i'm gonna really say i don't want to say too much more it's got the stars of the cast uh acting's brilliant 
Acting is great, to be fair. Yeah, really it is. Good. Yeah, I'm not even the biggest fan of John David Washington, but the I action just, scenes I are fantastic. It, I, I, I didn't like John David Washington or Kenneth Branagh. I'm cra- that's crazy you didn't like Kenneth Branagh. I thought he was really good. He was I, fucking I, scary. I just, yeah, yeah, he was he, fucking scary. He, the thing about Kenneth, the thing about Kenneth Branagh villain. is, I feel like in this it worked a little better, but I feel like he just plays cliches. He does, but it really worked for Tenet, Well, I you see, I just felt at the same time it was like, look, um, Nolan... I mean, Tarantino did it this year, which is like a homage to Hollywood. I get like it's kind of like a love story to Bond films with your own Nolan twist on it. But at the same time, I mean, like the protagonist, like David, John David Washington is walking around. People are fucking bringing bullets back towards them when they've never even fucking touched them. Kenneth Branagh is just as fucking, you don't give me fuck. And it is and, a bit. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, come on. Like, like, we, like they, yeah, they're meant to be cliched. But at the same time, like, I still want to watch like good characters. I know. I mean, I'm gonna defend this film, even though I don't necessarily know where I. F- how even I though feel I don't fucking understand. I, yeah, I, like this is the thing. Like, it was so fucking incomprehensible. Yeah. And uh, and like, I'm not even talking Inception incomprehensible. Like, I mean, I came out of Inception with a relative understanding of what had happened, and then when I watched it again, second time, I was like, oh, that really clicks way better. And it, my biggest problem with Tenet is it didn't have that click moment where it all came together and it was like, oh, it was just, I was just Man, really I, like, struggling. All right, all the flashbacks. But, but, but in saying that, I'm going to hang on. I'm just going to defend it a little bit more here. It did keep me engaged to a point where I was still enjoying it, even though I didn't yeah. really know what was happening. But that's because it's Nolan. And like, it's, yeah. But that's like a Michael Bay film will keep you yeah. engaged. So the, the argument I want to, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of truth in that. That is fucking I mean, funny. It's more, it's more impressive I mean, than oh, like pretty things on screen, explosions. Yeah. I know, it's, it's the dangling the keys. It is, the yeah. point, right? But in saying that as well, um, yeah, the character development as well was absolutely minuscule, which was a little bit annoying. But then again, you don't go to an old film for the character development. But when the story is as incomprehensible as it is, it's pretty hard not to want to see something in the character. But it's not even character development. At the same time, I, I just thought John David Washington was just so casually walking around. like They tried to make him bond. Like, yeah, like, like, like little quips. And like, yeah, yeah, I didn't like his quips. I really yeah, didn't like his quips. And... And another thing about it is like, like, he, was, he was this close to seeing like you kiss your mother with this man. Yeah, I mean, like, literally was. Bit of urgency, John. Like they're about to t- turn the world around. Like. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's very true. <laughs> he was very blasé about everything. But another thing about it is as well is my thing about it was I came out going, okay, it was fine. I don't really think I understood that. But I'm looking forward to watching it again and again and again. And hopefully if I watch it a couple of times, I'll really come out of it and go, that was good. And... I think that's a good thing about the film. I think if a film warrants a second watch or a third watch, it's a good thing. A lot of people I know would argue that's a bad thing. I, like, I can see why that's a good thing and why that's a bad thing. But at the same time, Inception warrants a second watch. Interstellar warrants a second watch. But at the end of both of those films, you go, ah, like, I, I, I get There's a like, story there to that. comprehend. They're, yeah. they're, okay, that's fair. I get the bones I, I, of like, that. Yeah. Like, even if you don't understand the concepts behind them, you understand why he was in the book. You understand, um, if that thing didn't stop spinning, he was still in the dream. Like different things like that. In Tenet, major plot points in the film, major things that were happening in the film, you had no idea why they were going on, and it's not why they were going on because the concepts just that incomprehensible. It's why they were going on because it wasn't fucking explained. It wasn't acknowledged. Like for example, where the fuck did the inversion machines come from? They're from the future, I'm pretty sure. But they're, from, but they're from the future. So they were sent... So that, like, time capsule was sent back to Kenneth Branagh and filled with money, and it was basically like, all right, 
here, go, this is your fortune, you have to do this for us, basically. The it was a bit like Looper. I, I, yeah. Looper, it's the, like, use your money. Essentially, your yeah, like, go, go ahead, kind of live this life. At one stage, you're going to have to put this algorithm together and these nine pieces and everything like that. But where the fuck did... In that, did he get the plans to build the machines? Well, he probably got did. the plans. They probably sent them back but in time. But how did the CIA get them? Well, it's this... It's the They talk about this because it's the grandfather paradox where it's like... If you go back if and you kill go back your time grandfather, and kill your ga- grandfather, he's never going to be able to be born. He's never going to be able to be born, so you can't be born to kill your grandfather. I think you so, need to throw a certain... A thir- I think you just need to sit back and enjoy the movie for a certain point. 100%. But it is. I agree but, with you there. But, just but say, I'm not getting into the time travel element. I think they really should have fucking... You know the way that he gets, he t- like we're going to spoilers territory now, guys. So he takes the pill at the start or whatever, yeah. and you know he, he gets waking up. Him, yeah, yeah. Thinks he's gonna kill him, and it's kind of like was he actually being tortured? Did he fail the mission? Did he pass the mission? Apparently, he passed the mission, and they brought him to that van and then tested him or whatever to make sure he could do tennis. You know. Yeah. But it was, oh, it was just so unclear for me. He just it wakes was. up, and no. all these characters just kind of turn up. Michael yeah. Caine's in this, and he's like, "Oh well, the bomb went off." Which is what Michael Caine talks about is the penultimate scene of the movie. Yeah. Basically. And that is so brushed that's a, away. That's a thrown away conversation. Mm. I mean, like, you could be pay- paying so much attention to that. You still wouldn't have a fucking clue why that fight was happening at the yeah. end of the film. And, like, an issue that I had as well with that whole opening scene, the opera house, that was just fucking action over substance. So was. It was so, like, that was so, that, that didn't matter. Like mm. at the end of the day, he was always going to be a part of Tenet because that's how he 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 invented Tenet. Apparently, yeah. the the loop. I, and then also as well as it was kind of like, it was kind of like you know, so you have this like you know he's on top of the the, the windmill. What what are those called? Is that what they're called? Windmills. Yeah, they yeah the windmills aren't they the the big propellers? Yeah, the, the wind, they're windmills. Yes, windmills, windmills. Sorry, it's sundials. Sun <laughs> 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 windmills. <laughs> Are we talking about the inversion machines? Are we talking? No, about sorry, you know, the, you know, at the start of it, and then at the end of it, ends where it starts. Essentially, you know, they hide them out in the fucking. They hide them out in the, oh, in the yeah, ocean yeah. in the yeah, windmills. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and it was just like these kind of throw-off kind of scenes. Like, and it worked in Inception because Inception opens up with Cobb washing up on the beach, and Saito has him, you know, there, and Saito's an old man. Then it cuts to that the exact same beach, the exact same place, but at the start of the movie. Yeah, and that was to throw you off, but it works. I felt Tenet did that a few times where it was deliberately throwing you off the scent. Mm. And it was just like, uh, you're to a point where I genuinely don't yeah. know what the fuck is happening well, here. All right, so aside from like, now I, I'm going to say, that I when I was watching this film, I, I it was the keys in front of the face thing. I did enjoy it to a certain extent. But the more I sat on it over the whole like couple of weeks since I've seen it, I just, I can't get behind it. Because when, I, when we think about it, like everything we've just talked about, Right. One, the sound design was absolutely atrocious. That's it unforgivable. Was horrendous. That's me, unforgivable yeah. because you can't understand what they're saying. The scene, and, and it is a film where you need to understand what they're saying because there's scenes where they're talking backwards and then they're talking in English. And that was just, in, it's incoherent. You can't hear it. Like, it's it's unforgivable, as Ian said. The acting or the characters, they weren't really developed, in my opinion. I thought that the action scenes in general were very much kind of there for the sake of it. And I also thought that the fight scenes and the inversion fight scenes looked they look very like, strange. They look like Mac from fucking Always Sunny doing karate. Yeah, why Why didn't they just... I like. I know now and then loves a fucking practical effect. I watched the behind the scenes and they John David Washington backward punching and it's like, okay, okay, 
Nolan, we love you. You can do whatever you want. Like you fucking, you know, you you drew you drove a plane into a building for this movie. Like, just use a little bit of CGI. Like it can be done so well, and it can look really good. But like this, just kind of looks like and shit. You, it kind of looks like even a dream a, punching. Yeah, and even just on a practical sense, if you think of how much force you exert to throw a forward punch to pull that back, you're not going to get the same force. So it's just going to look strange. On and it, and it did. And I thought that the fight looked between John David Washington and John David Washington looked fucking weird forward and backwards. Mm. And I thought that that plot point, which was meant to be this kind of little intelligent thing, was so obvious to everyone I've spoken about. Yeah, it, I, mean, he was fighting the, John I think David we Washington. saw that coming. Like, and yeah. it, I, I just thought, as the plot went on, like aside from all of the technical things that I had a, that I had a big issue with and all of like the plot points that I just thought were there for the sake of it, I also thought it just created this kind of concept and this world and it didn't set up rules and it didn't yeah. follow them. It was mentioned, like weird stuff was mentioned. It was like, oh, by the way, mate, if you see yourself, something might bad will happen oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's yeah. like, and then he just turns around and it's kind of like, oh, by the way, you need oxygen. Oh, by the way, if you but get that, shot that with a bullet, it. it goes the other way when you get inverted. I was like, how did, what, what? And it's like, so you get worse as you go on. And then it's just like, we can save her. And yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. do you save her? Yeah, no, this, yeah, it has to be some sort of sacrifice. Yeah, obviously, yeah. they they went because that does the... make sense. It's like if you get shot with an inverted bullet, it does make sense that it's like it's only to go, going to get worse. Do you know what I mean? Like it does kind of make sense, but as you say, but then the, it's the like, whole thing is they oh, go no, into the machine, everyone gets inverted so that they can go and save her, and they have to get to the other inverted machine where the plane was. But throughout that entire course, there's times where things are moving forward and things then in different scenes things are moving backwards well I think the everything's, idea, it's, it's everything's the portrayal a of a determined path yeah so and, like, it's, and it's the portrayal of inversion in it so it's that while it looks like things are moving forward to you you'd have to imagine it where they would be going backwards for him but, where they would be going backwards but that that would be okay if at the same time there wasn't things that were moving backwards mm. while he's just moving forward yeah, anyway. I know, I yeah. Know. It's, I mean, it's like when they find it, it's, like, it's like when they send the two teams and the red team I don't know which and you one don't know you don't, you like, how would you know one, they're inverted yeah. I mean, one, you? You one, one of them found a sniper and it's like okay so what like if it's a grandfather paradox as well if the red team found the sniper then the blue team would know where it was but the red team could have killed him does that mean that, yeah. that the red team killed him or the blue team killed him and you just end up being like the grandfather paradox you have to throw out everyone just says to throw it out and just yeah. shut up and enjoy the movie yeah. at some stage but I mean it's, it's, it's a bit unforgivable true. like but, but it also, is but the whole thing about like when you were saying you don't want to approach time travel you just gotta sit back and enjoy the film the whole thing when you're talking about film to do with time is it is so unbelievably ridiculous a film has never done it in a way that it was like Believable. Yeah, yeah. All right, that that's good. That works, like yeah. Endgame just threw it away completely, and they were like, "We're skipping this part. Time travel is here," and I appreciated that so much. Well, but they established a rule. They established a rule, and they said that's how we're doing it, and that's fine. And that's that's it. and that was it, and everyone was okay with it. But with Tenet, if they're approaching this this time construct and this construct of in inversion. You really need to set up your boundaries there. Yeah, you do. And you need to live within those boundaries. And if you're, you can't just go ahead, because this is what he did. You can't just go ahead, fill him a film uh, forward, and then fill him it again backward. You can't do that, put it together, and expect, okay, this makes sense. And audiences and everyone who went to see it is too afraid to fucking say that this film wasn't great. It wasn't fucking great. The script doesn't make fucking sense see my, my fear is I'll watch we'll it a second or third time and go fuck 
But Inception and Interstellar <laughs> yeah, were, well, were films that you came away from, you knew they were great, you knew that the elements you didn't get on a second watch you would. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to Devil's Advocate a tiny bit here. Do you think, do you think that the sound I... design is going to be better the second time? Oh right? no, like, I mean, I'm watching it with subtitles, not without a doubt. Like, I mean, yeah, fair enough. And I do totally agree about Inception and Interstellar. Like, that's a perfect point. But my other thing was as well is, I can't help but think the reason we have a film like Tenet is purely because of Christopher Nolan's bar that he set in the past because before Tenet we didn't have films like Inception and Interstellar no, I know, yeah. and now it's become the norm for like your casual audience to watch this intelligent blockbuster inverted mm. commas so so wait why, why, I, I think where you're ending up here is that if Tenet was before Inception we'd all be like wow no I think if Tenet was before Inception we'd be, we'd we'd be like we'd this even is more. fucking we'd be like, this shit is di- diabolical <laughs> I, I will think, not be watching yeah, this a second I, time <laughs> I think it's a little bit of, of Nolan going I pushed the boundaries with Inception and people got it I pushed the boundaries with Interstellar people seem to get it on the worst part I'm just going to go fucking batshit on Tenet because to be fair in saying that we talked about following and that wasn't the easiest to follow because there was a lot going on there now it did come together and you did understand what was yeah. happening but there was some diff- there was some difficult plot points in there that you were trying and going hang on a minute why is he there what what point in time is this he yeah, definitely has toyed around with he's pulled away from that I think that's along the films. scale that's along the same scale as Inception and Interstellar at the same time you're true well. and like look I'm, I'm arguing here that my point is like, oh, the only reason this is so confusing is because his other movies were slightly less confusing. I think Do you know what I mean? Like That's the, the kind of point I'm making, which isn't fair. Mm. I, just, I just think that, like, love Nolan, massive fan. Massive fan of everything he's done. I love how he's basically changed film. He's changed blockbusters in, for the better. When I look at this film, I see very little redeeming qualities except for the actual production of the film and Robert Pattinson and I think and, and Robert, Robert, and Robert Pattinson, Pattinson of course so god but, this is like the perfect Batman audition <laughs> we, we were talking about this and uh, we, we were like one of the lads was like uh, oh he'd make a really good Bond and I was like yeah but you, you can't be Bond and Batman like yeah, the yeah. universe would collapse in on itself but yeah. he could do both like, he also has he, COVID-19 guys by this crazy poor dude poor dude yeah, Guys, he say something about hygiene on the Batman set did he say it was so, bad like, no no he was like we're gonna make it like unhygienic or something this is like pre-COVID <laughs> oh, he was like it's going like, to be like primal oh, and then like someone pulled that interview up and was like poorly aged I think things. a few of them got sick on that set so yeah poor guys but anyway back to Tenet I do think that as a film it's getting a lot of credit because people I, I, I people think it's, well, it's, getting, it's getting it's getting more divided opinions than anything he's brought out in the last but I think 10 that's years. because half the people are just kind of like right this is thick. like we went we went with about five or six people I think and I think like four of them came out, Jack, and they were like, didn't understand a fucking thing. And me and you were kind of like, yeah, yeah, kind of like I got, I got quite a bit of it. And we kind of like extrapolated a bit. And I think we sat on it a bit. We both like developed, I, I developed a kind of resentment towards it. You, you went the opposite way. But I mean, that whole divided opinion thing, I mean, that must be down to the fact that mm. like the four of us, six went, four hadn't a fucking breeze. Yeah. I hadn't even a tangible idea of what it could be about, you know? And at the same time, again, you're you're going back to Inception and Interstellar, but they did always have the bones. There. No, they had. They did mm. make sense. They made, know, then there was a there was there was a plot there to follow. It was a like I mean, Interstellar's plot is fairly streamlined. We're running out of food. We need to go to the planet for this wormhole. Yeah. That, you know, that, you know, it's, and even Inception's plot is somewhat streamlined as well. There was no streamlined plot. In it. Well, I think what it was meant to be is that 
at the core of it, it's a spy thriller. It's yeah. a spy thriller. It's a that spy is, movie. Yeah, like. It is a spy movie. But I don't think that equates to having the whole, like, we need to go inside a dream or we need to go get food. No, no. You know? I mean, you're right. I, mean, it's, I think it's expectations coming to this as well because it was hyped so much to be, like, the next Inception after the disappointing Dunkirk. But at the, Dunkirk was Dunkirk was kind of the buzz of, like, we we had all seen Dunkirk. And we were all excited for Tenet, but we were all wary that it could be another Dunkirk. Mm. So I think the whole expectation thing. I I just think I mine honestly, were sky high. I, won't I think mind. you're mine go- were absolutely sky yeah, high. Yeah, mine was so high. And that's that's my own fault. I yeah. think you're. I think you are gonna go see it again. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I, 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 I yeah. genuinely don't think you are going to like it as much the second time. You will probably like it more the second time around, just because you'll get more. But I don't think that you'll actually like. Well, the, the one thing I'm looking story. forward to in my second viewing is because I know what's happening. I don't have to watch each scene going. What's gonna happen yeah. next? I get to sit there, know what the film happened, know what it's about, and yeah. then go, okay, now I'm really going to take in yeah. what they're Do saying. Do you know what's fucking weak, though, in this film? Yeah. The, the, what's the main lead? None of them have fucking names. No, they don't. <laughs> so, the yeah. woman. Uh, yeah. The woman's motivation Ken, for hating... Ken, Kenneth Branagh's uh, wife. wife. The, her motivation for hating Kenneth Branagh was just so weak. It was weak. It was so weak. I'm going to throw away my whole relationship with this man, including risking seeing my son, because I saw a glimpse of a woman jumping off the boat, which in the end turns out to be her. her. And that is very, as well, as soon as the inversion starts happening, you're like, like, oh, I know, it's going to be I know, I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. And as well, like, did you not think in the film, it was so fucking patronising, the way that he was doing this massive, huge film, and throughout the entire thing, they're uh, pretending that it's this massive, actual, comprehensible plot and concept, and through the whole thing, he's like, "Well, ignorance is our ammunition," yeah, and it's like, "Shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up, yeah, Nolan! Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't be doing that. You can't pretend like this is an explainable thing and throw ignorance is our ammunition at it." Here's what you do. You go back to your inception roots, you go back to your interstellar roots, get fucking physicists involved and stop approaching this unapproachable plot, plot or concept and just throwing in the fact that ignorance is your ammunition. That's mm. fucking retarded. Yeah, I mean... He bends his own rules in this, which is the, which is the issue. Because, yeah. like, you're... Oh, it's just badly explained. It From is what I get, it's like, it's like a... There's predetermined, predetermined paths. There's a timeline... You visit, like, you start at A on the timeline, go to B, and then C is somewhere in the middle where the big fight happens, big and fight it's happens. inverted at B. At B, and yeah. you And you go back a little bit, and then a little but bit more forward. As you say, it's predest- predetermined, predetermined or whatever. So. But I, I, I got that. I just didn't... I realised when the fight was happening, I was like, this was definitely mentioned in passing, mm. and you said that it happened with Michael Caine. But... Even your theory of... Or the theory you heard of that Max... Kenneth Branagh's son is Neil Robert Patterson. Mm. I mean, even at that, then you fucking call him Neil. You know, call him fucking Neil then. With the yeah, it's Maximilian. Oh, <laughs> oh. I just thought it was one Maximil of those. Maximilian. <laughs> Max and Robert Pattinson. As a child, no. Uh, yeah, that's just one of those fan theories. That's like the Schneider cut doesn't exist. I also felt that as well as while some of the action stuff was ambitious like I, I like as much as we you know we've given out about that final battle sequence like yeah <laughs> but i loved like the explode the inverted explosions and stuff and watching the top floor of a building kind of explode and then also come in on itself and i love the action i, I thought it was great like was... i like the car chases but i also felt it was kind of also not ambitious as i thought because like you know a big thing was that plane scene reminded me of casino royale when they're crashing the plane into the, the art gallery yeah. that really reminded me of casino royale 
when the Bond literally fucking blows up a plane. Yeah. Uh, and that was just so much more exciting in Casino mm. Royale. It was just done so much better. And I felt I was going to get those action sequences in Tenet. And I actually didn't really. Now, some of them are really good and I enjoyed them and I, I want to see them again. And I'm glad I saw them in cinema, 100%. But it was kind of like, Jesus, this is crazy because I went in here thinking I was going to defend this down to the ground and you guys have made me fucking give out about it way more than I was expecting. Like. But it was... Um... I, I just think that like even looking about like the, like we were saying your one jumping off the bow the John David Washington fighting scene every little element that you could see going forward that like even like Robert Pattinson in the art gallery noticed like the door was like blowing under the like, yeah yeah even all those things I was like all right well they're coming back to that later yeah you know yeah. every little bit along the way and there you was knew never it was gonna come back, there was yeah. no part when they were moving backwards where I was like Whoa. oh that's that's really cool I actually said one to you that would have been really cool and that never fucking happened no Ooh. sorry you said it to me that would have been cool. Where the, it was basically gonna fucking end up like the guy who gets beaten on the boat is actually Kenneth Branagh or something like that. It was something along the lines of that, and I actually oh thought that yeah was, yeah yeah. And I was waiting for that, but that just never happened. He was a random guy. Yeah, that, that was a strange scene. That was a weird addition. That, right, yeah. that fella didn't fucking matter. I, I thought think, that might have been a young Kenneth Branagh, and I was yeah, like, oh, same. they're explaining the grandfather yeah. thing, yeah, the grandfather where he'll thing, kill yeah. him young, his young his self. Young self, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that would tell us the because he brings the gold or something. He does. He yeah, he does. The gold. He brings and I was the like, gold. well, yeah. Kenneth Branagh had the gold in earlier scene, but anyway, I just thought that this film, it was, he found that the he always wanted to make a Bond film. Fair enough. I mean, he should have done a Bond film, but. He found the theory of re- inverting entropy. I appreciate that. And he put the two together and it didn't work, in Ooh. my opinion. I don't think he got it. Made me hate this movie. <laughs> well, okay, in saying that. I just think people are waiting for someone to just be like, come on, like, come it, on, is a bit, it is a bit yeah. kind of like, a spade is a spade. Like, I, there wasn't a second that you came out of Interstellar, or a second that you came out of fucking Inception and you weren't like, banger. Well, actually, yeah. I won't lie, I came out of Interstellar feeling so conflicted and I was so scared to say it because everyone fucking <laughs> loved it and I was like holy shit I think I was kind of like that with Inception I, I was like did I miss something there I was like everyone fucking loved that watched it again and I was like holy shit this is fucking amazing yeah, yeah. like it did happen yeah. so that's what I'm hoping with happens with Tenet I hope I, I, I get to two or three watch them I hope it does for holy shit well. this, yeah. <laughs> I hope it does for you well. for me this fucking film it was as soon as I couldn't hear the fucking actors speak it was gone for yeah. me right okay so it's saying that we reviewed two films tonight which was really refreshing by the way that we, we talked about two new movies, new movies. Yeah. that was so refreshing yeah, we were waiting fucking like six, six months, months like, Jesus Christ so um, let's start, start a with podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with I'm thinking of end of things Jack give it a rating out of 10 I'll give it a 7 7, seven out of 10 10 I, I like kind of like the concept behind like the whole how interpretive it was I don't think it was an easy watch though so I'd say like 7 7.5 I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a six and a half, seven, just purely because of how outlandish it was out there and it's really not for everybody no. and, and even particularly for Charlie Kaufman I wouldn't recommend it too. let's no. say it that way <laughs> no but I think you could recommend something like Eternal Sunshine or 100%. or Anomalisa or yeah. you know or even being John Malkovich because you get the comedy out of that yeah. but this was a little bit out there it's the only reason I'm docking it a few marks but I'll give it 6.5 and 7 now the big one Tennis also as incomprehensible Jack. Oh, on my own personal IMDb, I gave this an eight, but now I'm thinking of giving it a six. I don't know. I, 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 I been swayed? A little bit, but I want to go see it again. So at the moment, I'm on an eight. Okay. okay. You know what? If you get to see it again by the next podcast and I get to see it again by the next podcast, yeah. podcast come back with the Let's reviews. talk about our scores. Yeah. yeah. Scores. Your no, score. well, you, you go with yours. 
I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a right down the middle five, purely because I cannot. Is... I don't think I can give a a proper opinion on it because I didn't understand it. And I and I don't I don't think that's enough for me to give it a bad review because I didn't understand. Yeah, it. my my review is to be decided. T- TBC. Yeah. Okay. So Jack's got a got an eight with a TBC. Because I'm going to see it tomorrow. So. Okay. If Jack comes back with a different score, I've got a I've got a five moment, which is also TBC. See, I'm I'm, I'm extremely TBD. I'm extremely conflicted with this as well because um, say Dunkirk didn't enjoy Dunkirk at all, didn't like it. I'd still rate it very highly just based on the whole the way it makes you feel and the production quality yeah. behind it and I really appreciate what Nolan does I really like the whole idea of kind of like like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wasn't overly for me but I appreciated that it was a, a like a, a no, tribute man, to yeah. Hollywood you know what you it know, was the whole yeah, time. you've got to give it credit this is like a tribute to Bond in, in many sense and I, and I do think that he like good on you but no I, I was gonna say a six, but I mean, if you're giving a five, I'll give a five as well. You know. Oh, I can't believe me. You are sharing scores here. But it's like the whole. It, it I should rate it lower because I really I have just grown to hate this film. But no, I wouldn't give anything Nolan does. Just, just because of the scale of it. Yeah. Less than a five. Yeah, Maybe that's the Michael Bay thing. We to five things like audio. Yeah. Cinematography. Yeah, give them all. And we do yeah, an average. Yeah, maybe we should figure out an aggregate score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An aggregate score. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the judges. So, you want to finish up? Do you want to close it out? Um, yeah, uh, th- thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about two very incomprehensible films there. <laughs> we actually did. Yeah. They, I wasn't expecting the other one to be as incomprehensible as... The Boys uh, is a bit of a lighter subject material. Hope you enjoyed all of it. And obviously, these films won't be for everyone. But uh, if you're going into them, don't bother trying to understand them. You know, you'll just get angry. and <laughs> Or if that's your thing, I mean, yeah, get angry over it. But anyway... Next week, I think we're going to go see New Mutants, Please which God. we've heard has been slated. Yeah. So we will also be slating it, hopefully, this time next week. But um, maybe maybe not. Maybe we'll enjoy it. But uh, I think other than that, we'll probably be re-reviewing Tenet. Let's go see Unhinged with Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, we're not doing there's that. nothing fucking else yeah. to say. We'll also be talking about the, the next few episodes of The next Boys. Next few episodes well. of That's Boys. right, yeah. yeah. I uh, so I think we'll do two and three. We'll do two and three. And yeah, we yeah. will, of course, be discussing the winners of the polls. Of course. Oh, which yeah, is, sweet. Which so is a plenty. big one. It's a big and one. And just a disclaimer, we will get around to the MCU or just the Marvel Universe as a whole at one point. When there's enough movies. <laughs> when, there, when, there's enough, when there's more fucking movies coming out. But this is just going to be mainly on like the winner and the fucking the the finalists in general. But thanks for listening again, guys. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Follow us on our socials. Rate us where you listen to podcasts. It's great.